find a, a civil joke that you could laugh about. And I was reading this one lady, single lady, come to the pastor and said, Pastor, will you pray that I can get a, a man in my life, a husband? And he said, Now, ma'am, you've got to understand that God has a program and it's, He has a man for every woman and a woman for every man. And that's His plan. She said, Oh, I don't want to change His plan. I just want to get in on it. <laughs> A lady who had a nervous breakdown because her husband complained so much, she went to the doctor and he asked, Do you ever wake up grumpy in the morning? She said, No, I let him sleep. I wouldn't let wake him up for anything. <laughs> oh, man. I just love it once in a while. If you would, please turn your Bible, please, to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. I'll begin reading verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and in Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And he lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you give us some of the great truths tonight that only the Holy Spirit can give us out of this sweet story. How you heal this man and others with him and how we ought to give thanks to God every day of our life for your goodness to us. Bless us now we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you study the gospel, you'll find that Luke is the only one that recorded this incident of the ten lepers who was cleansed by the Lord as he journeyed to Jerusalem. Normally, these ten men would not have been together because some were Jews and some were Samaritans. But people who are in the same kind of trouble are often thrown together, which was these men's cases. Verse 12 says these lepers were stood afar off. Verse 13 says when they saw the Lord they cried to him for mercy. And then Jesus commanded them, go show yourselves unto the priests. Think about that for just a minute now. And as they obeyed, they were cleansed. Then in verse 15 and 16, one returned to the Lord, giving him thanks, but the other nine were not heard of again. Verse 19 says, 
the man who returned received a special word of assurance and of commendation from the Lord. There's five simple lessons here we can, as we study this thing tonight. Number one, no one has ever called on the Lord for help and called in vain. I want you to look at verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, <coughs> Master, have mercy on us. Their cry was in earnest. They were lepers. But even a leper can call on the Lord, which means any sinner can call on the mer- God for mercy and He will hear them. I thank God no one is too sinful. Amen? No one is too diseased or in great difficulty to call upon the Lord and receive His gracious blessing. Jesus is no respecter of persons. And here were Jews and Samaritans. Now, in Romans chapter 10, verses 11 through 13, plainly tells us that the gospel is to everybody, whosoever will, whatever may be our trouble then, if we'll call upon Him, He will be gracious to us and undertake for us. Listen to these verses just a minute. Psalms 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 34, verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Uh, Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So the first thing I want us to see, no one has ever called on the Lord for help and called in vain. Amen? Secondly, the Lord has, does not deal with everybody the same way. Now I want to make this plain as one way of salvation. Okay? Jesus Christ is the only Savior. But God doesn't deal with everybody the same way. Look at verse 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Now you have to go back to Leviticus. If you'll back up a minute, I'll show you what this is about. Uh, Go back to the book of Leviticus, chapter 14. And I'll begin to read in verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then shall the priest command uh, to take him, uh, take for him, that is to be cleansed, two birds alive and clean, and cedar wood and scarlet and hyssop. And the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water. As for the living bird, he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose in the open field. You know what that's a picture of? That's a picture of the cleansed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I want you to watch this. The law... Uh, in other words, in Luke chapter uh, that was just reading here, uh, tell him this leper, uh, go show yourself unto the priest. In Luke chapter 5, verse 12 through 14, Jesus didn't send that man to the priest. He cleansed him by the power of his word and touch. Naaman, 
in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 14, had to dip in Jordan seven times before he was cleansed. And it's the same in salvation. The Lord is sovereign, and in no two cases does his work does he work exactly alike. For example, Nicodemus in John chapter 3 said, Jesus said to him, You must be born again, and you must uh, drink of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, the woman at the well. Uh, Jesus told me, you, you, if you drink of him, you'll never thirst. And then at the eunuch in Acts chapter 8, uh, he quoted him, Isaiah 53. Saul at Tarsus uh, was in Acts chapter 9 was knocked down. Uh, Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, uh, was gent- God was gentle with him. Now, how the different experiences of these people play out. There's only one way to God. John 10, verse 9. The Bible says, And Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, I want you to watch this. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Neither is salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is only one way to God the Father, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. But there are many ways to Christ the Savior. <clears throat> I remember when I got saved, I come forward, I knelt on the front pew, and cried like a little baby, because God had convicted me of my sins, and I, I just broke down. And yet, I've been preaching many times, and give an invitation, people come down, I go down, I say, why'd you come? They say, I want to get saved. And just straightforward, no tears, they just believe God's Word, they take God as His Word, and they accept Him as their Savior. And I've seen all kind of ways that people come to, I never will forget a man and his wife came with their children, and remember the, uh, the Desert Storm War? because of that desert storm war, they got afraid. They said, the Battle of Armageddon is taking place. And they rushed to church on that Sunday. And they rushed down. And they were crying. Everybody in church, what in the world's going wrong with that family? they just carrying on down there. And so I went down and said, can I help you all? And yeah, uh, the Antichrist is coming. The Battle of Armageddon is going to take place. I said, just shut up and listen to the Word of God just a minute. And I read them the Word of God. And the whole family got saved. Now, if it took that war getting them down the aisle to get saved, praise God, amen. What I'm trying to say, God doesn't deal with everybody the same way. Uh, you might have had a different experience with God, but I got news for you now. I, I was talking to a man. I asked him, how do you know you say? Oh, I had a great light come on and it shined about me and the whole ground shine. He'd lie. He had a He's some color green to some had a nightmare, but it, that doesn't happen. Alright? And and so what I am trying to say, oh, hey, God deals with me a certain way, God deals with you a certain way, but God draws people to Christ Jesus, and God the Father is the only Savior. Amen? And that's what this is talking about. Thirdly, spiritual blessings only and always come through obedience. I use this a lot when I'm trying to get people to understand the simplicity of the gospel. Just suppose for a second that your name was John, and I come to you and I'm trying to lead you to Christ. 
And I could read out of this book that if thou, John, shall go jump in the Hillborough River seven times and come up, thou shalt be saved. I want to ask you something. What would determine his salvation? Go and jump in the river seven times. Why? God said it. It's in God's Word, right? But that ain't in here. And we know that. And how simple it is. God does say, though, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. So if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it's just like if you go jump in the river. Because he used an illustration of that same thing in Naaman's life. He told Naaman, go dip in the Jordan River seven times. And he didn't get cleansed till he got the seventh time. You think about that. Would, how would you like to have been in Naaman's case and uh, God told him to go down there and dip in the river seven times. And he dipped one, nothing happened. Dipped twice, nothing happened. And he kept going and got to the sixth time and said, hey, this ain't going to work. What if he'd have turned around and walked away? He'd have never been cleansed. But when he went the seventh time, the Bible said he'd become free of leprosy. Do you know what this lesson is talking about? God will bless anybody that will obey Him. Whatever He says, do it. Verse 14 tells us, Jesus said, go. Then He says, show yourself. And as they went, they were cleansed. That simply took Jesus at His word. And when they did what He said, they received the blessings they needed and so desperately. The key words here are, as they went, or as they obeyed, what he said, they were cleansed. We sing the song that is so true. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. That's the truth. Let me give you some of the commands clearly as set forth in the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 says, Come. You know what he's talking about? Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. That's a command of God. Uh, Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says repent. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. If you'll change your mind about what you think and come to God, that's repentance. Uh, uh, Romans 13 and verse 14 says forsake. You know what that means? What the Bible says in Romans 10 14, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's forsake everything else. <clears throat> uh, Romans 1 verse 16 says believe. Salvation is to everyone that believeth. Romans 1 verse 16. Romans 10 9 says confess. That is, thou shalt confess. Romans 10 9. Uh, Matthew 28 verse 19 says be baptized. Uh, gather, uh, at the Lord's table, 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 26. Now, is all those the same thing? Yes, in a sense they are. Whatever God says for you to do, do it. Amen. And God said He'll bring you to salvation. All these are commands of the law. Now, the measure of our obedience to the Lord will determine the measure of His blessing and experience, experiences and enjoyment in our lives. In John chapter 2, verse 5, Jesus' mother said unto Him, said unto the servants, Whatsoever He saith unto you, do it. Every time I read that, I think about it. Man, how simple. He was turning water into wine, and he said that whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Amen? Acts 9, verse 16. Lord, what would I have me to do? 
Full obedience brings fullness of blessings. I use this as an illustration. I'm not talking about money now. I just want to show you the truth of the difference in obeying God and being blessed and not obeying God and not being blessed. The family used to come here to church. They'd come in my office, sit down and say, Pastor, can you help us with our finances? I said, I sure can. And I said, do you tithe? No, we can't afford to tithe. We got a, we owe so many bills. We owe a credit card. We can't even pay our credit card off. And we, how are we going to tithe? I said, there's your trouble. And God said in Malachi 3.10, God can't bless a robber. You've been robbing God because you ain't been doing what He told you to do. And let me tell you something. I told those two, those two people, I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you'll come here for one year, <clears throat> don't miss a service. Be here Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday 11 o'clock, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every service we have, you be here on time, you be here in church, and you tie what the Bible says, 10% of your income and above that, a love offering to the Lord. And, I, and if God doesn't bless you in a year's time, I will give you every dime you give back. They said, we'll do it. They started coming, they did it for about no oh, three or four months. I mean, never missed a service. Tied. And they were as happy as they could be. And, not, and you know how you can tell when people are leaving the church? You know how you tell? By their tithe. You know why? The Bible said, by their wallets. I'll show that to you sometime. It's in there. Wherever your money is, your heart is. You know that? And that's true. And they quit tithing, they quit serving the Lord, and the next thing you know, they'd lost their home, they'd lost their car, they'd lost everything they had, and it was paupers. I want to ask you something. Why did that happen to them? Was it because they were not good uh, stewards of their money, so to speak? They didn't know how to invest their money? No. It's because they didn't obey God. Just simple obedience. That's all you got to do. If God says do it, do it. Just that simple. Don't argue with God. You'll be the loser. Listen, when we consider all that the Lord Jesus has done for us, the very best we can do is thank Him and give our lives in full surrender to Him. In this chapter, Luke chapter 17, I want you to look at verse 15 and 16. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Now, you know, Jesus has cured you of your leprosy of sin. And when we think about that, being blessed of God, have you ever thanked God for the leaving the ivory palaces? According to Second Corinthians 8 and verse 9, and coming down to save your soul. Have you ever thanked God for His coming to Bethlehem, manger, in a little baby's form, in Luke chapter 2, verse 7, just for you? Have you ever thanked God for spending those silent years in Nazareth for you, according to Luke chapter five, uh, 2 and verse 51? Have you ever thanked God for standing in Jordan muddy waters for you? being baptized in Matthew chapter 3? Have you thanked God for standing up to the devil for you when he was tempted in Matthew 4 verse 11? Have you ever thanked God for three years of public ministry 
that he ministered on this earth, his enduring of the Gethsemane and Calvary for you? Have you ever thanked God for raising from the dead for you? Have you ever thanked God for making intercession for you? Now, not in word only, but by the dedication of your life to His service. Paul was thankful, number one, for redemption in 2 Corinthians 9, for kinsmen, kindness in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 16, for obedience, Romans 6, 17, for fellowship in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 3. All of this is what I'm talking about. You know what? If you'll notice something, God mentioned one. I wonder what happened the other night. Never mentioned again. And you know how many people I've seen come to church? They get saved. And God does all of this for them that I just mentioned. And you don't ever hear from them again. Maybe they leave or stay a little while in church. But the one that stays... And the one that's obedient to God, and the one that serves God, God blesses him. Now, I'm, I'm one of these kind of guys that... Did you ever play ball when you, as a boy, uh, or maybe a Tom Guru, what do they call it? I'm scared to say anything nowadays because I don't know, call them boys or girls or, or she's or he's or whatever. Because you've got to do it right. But uh, do you ever play ball with a team, you know, on the playground when you was a little boy and they took a bat? And they'd take a bat, they'd be two captains, you know. They'd go and choose the rest of them on their team and you put your hand on one and the last one to get the red knob up there is the one that got the first choice. Virgil Brinson was some kind of ball player. And so I'm, I'm the captain, I'm, I'm going to choose and I always took Virgil first. You know why? He hit a ball. He could throw a ball. I seen him throw a ball across a diamond one time, straight on a plane, all the way to home plate, throw a guy out. Way out in left field. He'd become a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians uh, after that. Guess who I picked? I picked Virgil to be on my team. You know why? I want to rub up the side of somebody's being blessed. I want to be in the presence of somebody's being blessed. Somebody comes up and says, Preacher, I prayed the other day and God blessed me. I want, hey, share that with me. Amen? I mean, share your blessing with me. I want to hear about it. i got a great God. And what I'm saying is, you show me somebody that's being blessed of God and shares his life with other people and blesses God for his blessing and God will uh, bless you. You go away and forget God and forget to bless Him and bless His holy name. And brother, you won't be heard of again. Listen, it's only when we definitely come to the Lord and thank Him for all that He's done for us that we receive His word of assurance and commendation. I want you to look at verse 19. And He said unto him, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Yeah, I'm glad that I didn't quit on the Lord when I got saved. You know why? I have met so many people that's gotten saved in church or led them to the Lord somewhere, and they didn't follow the Lord and believe His baptism. They didn't join an assembly of believers and worship God. They didn't read the Bible. They didn't pray afterwards. That does not mean they didn't get saved because God saved them by their grace. Not because of anything they do. 
But you know, I'm so glad that I just kept on serving Lord. And I received His blessings on every side. And I found something that's true. When God does something for you, I don't care what it is. And you realize only God could have done that. Amen? You best give Him the praise for it. Because then He'll bless your life. And I have been blessed so much. I, I, I guess one of the funniest things I had happen to me is when we started our fellowship here with my junior high football team, the first meeting that we had, these guys started coming up to the church, and there's 55 of them showed up, and uh, they're driving Cadillacs and Mercedes-Benz and all this kind of stuff up here, and I said, who are these old guys? They all got out white-headed, you know, and everything, and uh, they were talking about my principal and uh, Pirelli, one of my, son, my teachers in school, and uh, he called me. And he said, uh, are you the Ledoux Strawn that went to Suffer Springs Junior High School? I said, yes, sir. He said, you mean to tell me you're the preacher? It brought back a lot of bad memories that I got in a lot of trouble in. But, you know, I'm glad that people see me in that light. Aren't you? I'm not that guy. I'm different than I used to be. And you know what? I give God the praise every day of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the unction to want to be like you and to serve you. I want to give all the praise of God to God. You know why? Because I want to be blessed again. And I have found that in this story that that's what this is all about. This one leopard, thank God he can save anybody. And thank God he answers prayer. But I found something. The one that returns the blessing to him is the one that gives. You know why people doubt their salvation? They don't continue to serve the Lord. i tell you what you do. You you serve the Lord. You come to church every time the door is open. You read your Bible like you ought to. You pray like you ought to. You go around singing hymns out of the old hymn book like you ought to and make melody in your heart to God and you'll never doubt your salvation. You never will. Never will forget right after I got saved. The old devil come around because I cussed a guy out after I got saved on the job and I, I, I never will forget it. The Holy Spirit smoked me and said, you can't do that. You're a child of God. Like scared me to death. And I got to reading in the Bible and I found out that I have the Holy Spirit in me now. And I can't do those kind of things I used to do. And I never doubted my salvation again after that. I settled it with God. I don't know how many times Then just the other day a man called me and said, Preacher, uh, can you help me? I don't know if I'm saved or not. And I remember when he got saved. I mean, when he trusted Christ. And I said, that's not your problem. Your problem is you're not serving the Lord. Now, God keeps you saved. And according to John chapter 10, uh, it, Jesus said, as many as my Father gives me in my hand, no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Amen? So if you get saved, brother, you get saved forever. But that sweet peace, that sweet joy, that sweet assurance that only God can give only comes in obedience. 
And when you're obedient unto the Lord, you don't have those doubts. You don't have those worries. I really mean this. I'm not afraid of death. Not one ounce. I look forward to it in a sense. I really do. Because the Bible says, precious in the eyes of the Lord are the death of the saints. No more pain. No more mess in this life. In one sense, I look forward to it. I'm not afraid of death. Not one ounce. Because I trust God. And, uh, and I meet people all the time scared to death. Every time something happens, uh, they, they look at, oh, is this the end of the world? They, they, a man called me just the other day talking about earthquakes in diverse places and, and uh, all kind of stuff, fires and, and all kind of stuff going on all around. Preacher, isn't that a sign of the end times? I said, no, dummy. I'm still here. I mean that. You think about this. The Bible says I'm going to be gone when the signs of the time starts. That's to the Jews during the tribulation period. As long as I'm here, you ain't got to worry about it because I'm going to be gone. Amen? And so it's not a matter of what's going on in the world where you're scared to death of dying. It's where you give praise to God for every day of life He gives you. And then you don't have no worries. You're free. I love what Jesus said. If I make you free, I make you free indeed. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name tonight that you bless us as your people. Father, I thank you for the simplicity of thy word. If we could just understand how simple it is that obedience counts so much with you. And I ask you, dear Lord, if there's somebody listening to our voice tonight, that they'll understand if they'll do what you tell them to do out of your word, that they can be saved from their sins and they can be loose from fear and the old temptations of the devil if we just obey you. And your word makes it very plain how to be saved. And it is, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then you give us scripture after scripture how to pray, how to have victory in our life. James says over and over that he counts prayer and the effectual prayer of a righteous man avail us much. And we could go on and on at the commands and the requests that you make of each of us after we're saved if we want to have peace. And Lord, if we'll just do it, then we can have that sweet peace. Bless us, we pray tonight now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 28.